relief factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. Be the next success story. Welcome, dear friends, America First one-on-one with me, your host, Sebastian Gorka, where we get to do what I love best. I hope you do, too. It's the long form. It's the deep dive with the real experts and the true newsmakers. Although today, I'm somewhat disappointed with my team. I asked to bring back a a good friend of the show, and clearly uh, he's too busy. He can't make it, and they uh, sent me his younger brother. Um, Dr. Steve Turley, uh, where are you, and who is this person that is half of the man I know? Yeah, younger and slimmer. And I think I'm talking to Dr. Seb's younger and slimmer brother as well. Uh, Tell tell, tell our listeners who don't know the backstory of uh, the phone call you made to me recently. I got to give a shout out. uh, Absolutely. So I was on your show, what was it, like six months ago, seven months ago. And you were doing a plug for this amazing company called PhD Weight Loss, Dr. Ashley Lucas. And the way, and you had, I think at the time it lost about 40 pounds, 30 40, or 40 42 pounds. pounds. My wife lost 36, yeah. Wow. And yeah, and some other, you had a producer, I think he had Oh, I, I, no, I had a colleague, Mike Gallagher, who lost 50. He beat us all. Now, he had more to lose to begin with, but, <laughs> you know, credit to Mike Gallagher. Credit to Mike Gallagher, absolutely. And I listened to that and I said, you know what? I mean, I'm, I'm a small guy. I'm 5'5". Five, five. But I was 220 pounds. And I was like, and, you know, my wife and I were talking like, how, what am I going to do here? I mean, I can't, nothing I'm doing is trying, nothing I'm trying is working. And I heard, I heard the ad that you gave and I said, you know what? I'm giving them a call. This sounds, (laughs) what I really liked is the accountability that you have every week. You get a personal kind of not trainer, but a kind of counselor. You got to, you got to check in every week. And it's tough. It's like being back in school and you got to talk to the headmistress. It's like, uh. That's exactly how I felt when I met Dr. <laughs> Ashley. It's like, I feel like I'm going in front of the, the chancellor of the university or something, you know. Anyway, here we are, six months late. How much did up. you lose? How much him. did you lose? Uh, so far, I just clocked in at 50 pounds. I'm 168. Wow, dude, that is amazing. And yeah, how long did that take you? How many months in? Yeah, it's, it's been like, I started at the end of August. So we're hitting six months or so. Yeah, that's six, insane. Uh, seven that's months. insane. That's that's yeah. the best endorsement I could have. That somebody, unbeknownst right to me, listens to <laughs> me do the pitch, rings up, becomes a client, and then he has an amazing success story. All right, guys, we don't have to do it this hour, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Ashley Lucas, uh, thank you in the name of Dr. Turley, myself, and especially my wife, who is ecstatic. If you've given up on losing, I'd, I'd given up. I said, this is it. You know, I'm six foot three. I can be 268 pounds. I can carry it. I can hide it. And now I don't need to be. And it feels amazing. All right. Look, listen to what Steve said. Call them up if you'd given up as well. Uh, 864-644-1900. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. That's 864-644-1900. MyPhDWeightLoss.com. Maybe somebody else is listening right now. And that'll be the next success story. There's only 3 million of you out there. God bless you, Steve, for uh, having the perseverance. And uh, uh, congratulations, uh, as they say in the military. Bravo, Zulu. Bravo, Zulu. Oh, right back at thank you. Doctor All right, let's get back to work. To you, Dr. Turley Talks. Dr. Turley Talks. Turley Talks is the YouTube channel. You've got to subscribe today. Super, super analysis, cultural, political, uh, the future of our uh, civilization. Let's get down to work. I want to talk about some very big picture stuff, um, such as gaslighting, the nature of, you know, the defenders of truth today. But let's, let's start in the prosaic, the pedestrian. Let's talk about politics for a bit. Um, where are we in your analysis? Because you've written numerous books about the changing politics, the cultural landscape of the last mm. two years. Conservative politics in America, is it on the ascendance or do we have to say that the systematic persecution, whether it's January Sixers, whether it's uh, Mr. Hauk, the pro-life uh, activist, you know, the, the political persecution by the state of conservatives is so blatant that we've got some real problems where where what's your diagnosis 
I, I, honestly, I'd put an and instead of an or. I really would. I think it's it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. For me, Dr. Seb, I think the best way of the, the uh, structure of understanding what we're experiencing right now is a good old paradigm shift. Uh, that's a term that goes back to the early 60s before you and I were born to Thomas Kuhn, the historian yes. of science. And it involves five stages. And I think we could see all five stages happening right before our very eyes. Five stages of a paradigm shift. First, you have what are called anomalies for you Greek fans. That, that comes from anomos, outside of the law or without the law. It's something that doesn't make sense. Um, a dominant reigning paradigm, uh, which is just a worldview, a way of viewing the world, a way of viewing reality. There are just going to be things in the way we see the world that just don't make sense. You know, kind of like teenagers, right? They're, they're, they're cute and cuddly when they're kids, but they hit adolescence and all of a sudden they become anomalies. We can't understand them. But then that leads to a second development. As anomalies accumulate, the dominant paradigm, and for Kuhn, he actually based his scientific research on political paradigms, which is interesting. The dominant political paradigm goes through a crisis in that more and more people are less and less confident in the paradigm to be able to explain reality. So our teenager may be really getting out of control, so we'll make my wife the good guy. So what does she do? She goes and starts reading a whole bunch of books on teenagers. She starts consulting with other parents. She might start going to a counselor. What is she doing? She's very naturally, very organically looking for a new paradigm to better understand what the old paradigm can't. And lo and behold, it happens. Suddenly, everything about our teenager makes sense to her, and that's a paradigm shift. But there's a problem, and this is, this is number four, right? So you've got your anomaly, you've got your crisis, you've got the paradigm shift. But the number four, the problem is, my wife had a paradigm shift, I didn't. So... So we begin to clash now over our teenager. And, and that's because our two paradigms are, in, in Kuhn's terms, incommensurate, which is a fancy schmancy word saying, you know, they're contradictory. They're incompatible precisely because one can understand the anomalies while the original one can't. And that's what's happening right now. It's happening inside our nation with this clash between can you, can you, you break know, it down can you illustrate it you know with, you know the teenager and the two parents give give us the the societal analog yeah so uh, i mean a, a a perfect example would be something like border insecurity so globalism yeah. by its nature transcends borders uh, globalism hates borders and boundaries um, and so more and more populations feel this tremendous sense of insecurity with open borders. It's not just here in the United States, you know, it's all throughout Europe and the like. And so globalism unleashes this anomaly of border insecurity that more and more the population feels, particularly in relation to terrorist acts. And so inevitably what ends up happening is they end up looking for a new political paradigm that will alleviate and assuage that radical sense of border insecurity. Hence MAGA, hence America first. All of a sudden now some brash billionaire comes down the escalator in 2015 and says, we're going to build a wall and we're going to make Mexico pay for it. We see the same thing, um, economic insecurity. So manufacturing and indus industrial jobs end up getting shipped uh, from first world nations to third world nations or the global south, as we should say. And then Finance and capital reallocate around our cosmopolitan urban centers, leaving rural folk highly unemployed. And so what happens in France? Well, you can't work in the I mean, you can't work in the rural areas where you're living, but you can't live in the cosmopolitan areas where there's work because of gentrification and the right. prices have been going up. So you have to commute an hour, an hour and a half to work each way. And then Macron comes in and slaps a fuel tax on you in the name of Greta-izing uh, Europe, and you blow up. 
Every, everybody you, puts on their uh, what is yellow it? Their yellow, yellow safety vests, and then uh, that everything grinds to a halt. The gilet Jean. We're talking to Doctor Stephen Turley, superb channel. You've got to subscribe to him on YouTube right now. He's the author of numerous works. The Return of Christendom. That's a word that we must re uh, revitalize. Beauty matters. And uh, also the new nationalism, the new nationalism. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First one-on-one. If you like our show, make sure you never, ever miss a millisecond. It's super easy. Go to your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, whether it's Apple Podcasts, what have you. Plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. It's absolutely free. Leave us a five-star review and share the links with your friends because that's how we will get the truth to win. If you are America First... Uh, as the good doctor puts it, then you've got to wear it with pride. You've got to have it in your pocket. What does that mean? All of our America First gear, the hottest selling item right now is sadly the fascist Bureau of Intimidation, the FBI t-shirt. The latest is the Elon Musk t-shirt and mug. Are you paying attention? Hashtag Twitter files. And you asked for it and we made it. You've got to have it in your pocket wherever you go. It's the America First challenge coin with President Trump on one face, America First, and our motto, stay frosty on the other. Everything made in America, everything available at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorkastore.com. Today, we are partnering with Food for the Poor to provide urgently needed food to some of the most impoverished countries in our hemisphere because of interrupted planting cycles, rising food prices, and the lingering impact of COVID. The list of families unable to feed their children grows longer by the day, but you can make a difference to these families. Today, a meal for meal match means your one-time gift of $144 provides a family of four with food for a year. That's two meals a day for the next year for a family who struggle to get even a handful of rice or enough corn for a tortilla. Knowing your gift will never have more impact than right now. Will you rescue one family, three families, or even 10 families? Go to sebgorka.com and click on the red Send Food banner. Text the keyword G-O-R-K-A to 91999 and you will get a link to make your life-saving gift. Or to give your gift by phone, call my toll-free number 855-330-4673. Uh, dear friends, if you enjoy the show, make sure you support those who make it possible. Great patriots like Mike Lindell, the inventor of the My Pillow, he sold seventy-two million of them. They're that popular. The pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. He's just introduced the Mark II, even better cooling technology. Order yours today. Use my name for up to sixty-six percent off his line of more than one hundred and fifty other items at MyPillow.com. They want to cancel him, but we're not going to let them. Call eight hundred. 829-8468. That's 800-829-8468. MyPillow.com. Promo code G-O-R-K-A. That's MyPillow.com. Code Gorka. All right. I've already made a list of about 20 things I need to get to with you in this, this, this hour. Um, <laughs> let's, let's get – look, I'm a philosophy and theology major. So are you. So let's, let's get the groundwork out of the way. You've got to have a taxonomy. You've got to have definitions. And then we'll move on to the super sexy stuff. I'm a conservative. At least I think I am. I hate labels. Mm-hmm. I grew up under Maggie Thatcher. I guess I'm a paleocon or an old school conservative. But here's the, 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 the problem, Steve. If they, so theoretically, conservatives want to conserve. They want to conserve that which has been de- demonstrated over millennia to work. Uh, you know, traditional values, the family, man is a man, woman is a woman, and so forth. Conserve that which we know works. But in the last 80 years, they've destroyed that. So there is nothing to conserve. I mean, unless you go out to the rural, you know, the heartland, there's nothing to conserve of any value where there is political power. So here's my question to you. Uh, Is the word conservative applicable today? Uh, If not, what do we need to call it? And then secondly, how much harder is the job of those like you and me and and those who believe in our nations and the Westphalian system and national sovereignty and traditional values to be successful if we're basically – recreating we have to revivify that which the left has dismantled this dismantled in the last 80 years since you know antonio gramsci yeah wow yeah <laughs> how many more questions <laughs> uh, many 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 but let's start with these ones <laughs> no that's brilliant um i no i think you're right i mean conservatism is going through sort of a redefinition right now with the neocons getting pushed out finally mercifully um right. and thanks thanks to your team coming in in 2016 2017 
Um, yeah, to be right, to be, and I love how you say things that work for a thousand years, because that's the way I think we have to think. That's yeah. why I use the term Christendom in the book. I didn't, I didn't just want a, a, the original title was something on a, the coming Christian majority. And I got pushed back on that uh, by some colleagues saying, no, 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 you got to, I mean, we got to go deeper. This isn't just, you know, Pat Robertson 2.0 kind of thing. This is, Pat Robertson is dependent on generations and generations right. and generations before. So definitely conservatism today, I think, is much more of the, you know, Russell Kirkian, uh, Edmund Burke sort of yes. traditionalist. You know, it's a tradi- it's, it's one who believes trad that cons? there are. Are we, are we trad cons? Yeah, there you go. That's right. We are. We are. That's (laughs) medieval cons, something like that. Right. Byzantine. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's the idea that there are beliefs, institutions and practices of the past that are indispensable for uh, maintaining today so that we can flourish in the future. So it's past, present and future. Think of the. We are in our theological speak. Think of the Apostle Paul when he says in 1 Corinthians 11, as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, now you proclaim the Lord's death in the past until he comes again in the future. It's it's past, present, and future Future. bound together through uh, an an expression of eternity uh, in time. But but that is a beautiful uh, summation because— because it's your action now, but it's wow. tied to past and future. But the question is, the action that we have today, isn't it the hardest it's ever been? I mean, this oh is my. because we are, we, we, we have to rebirth the millennia old values that have been dismantled. Absolutely. And it, you just take, for example, just the, the way the traditional family has been utterly ravaged. Yeah. You know, you take a kid. Any kid, black or white, raised in a home without a dad, and they're what you know the stats, right? They're five times more likely to be poor and commit crimes, nine times more likely to drop out of school, twenty times more likely to end up in jail. We're now seeing since 1965, black families go from 25 percent illegitimacy illegitimacy rates now to 75 percent. Uh, whites go, have gone from five percent. To uh, 1960s today, 30 uh, percent. I mean, this is this is absolutely crazy stuff. And it's the family more than any other institution where children learn that they're morally obligated to people, places and institutions that they didn't personally choose for themselves, but that chose them. And therefore, that cultivates a sense of fidelity and responsibility and obligation. You and I have talked a lot about that in terms of uh, rekindling manhood. So it's interesting because everywhere around the world, though, this is what's so interesting, Dr. Seth, everywhere around the world, they're all facing this right now. China is going back to a neo-Confucianism because they so ravaged their family with the one-child policy. So now they're banning effeminate men on television and training young boys to become men in their schools because they recognize that they're not going to have a future if they can't rekindle the biological nuclear family. We're seeing it all over the way. India is talking about this again. And the Islamic world, where they've ironically seen a demographic implosion, obviously because of all the wars and the insanities going on there. But they're talking about having to recover something as basic as the family. The good news is we've been here before. That's the good news. You know, at the sacking of Rome, the fall of Rome, uh, we then saw for about a thousand years population levels didn't grow at virtually at all. Uh, you know, plagues and so forth and wars and, and famine had issues with that. But we had to rebuild civilization and society. Uh, Augustine City of God, in many respects, is 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 a tome that gives us a plan for that. He contrasts the city of Rome with the city, the eternal city of God. And as Rome falls, Inevitably, the city of God, you know, lives because it's eternal, can't be destroyed. And therefore, we always have a a blueprint, as it were, for rebuilding, for regenerating uh, society. And then Byzantium is rocking and rolling during this period. So a lot of people go over to Byzantium uh, for the next thousand years. But then when it falls in 1453, they all go back to the West. And it goes through a revitalization. So I think in many ways we're in the, the groundworks 
of a civilizational revitalization that's comparable to those to those uh, marks in our history. My my issue is there aren't a lot of Augustine uh, Augustinian yeah, individuals around today. Uh, maybe the uh, events, the environment will create them, but uh, we need to start stepping up to the plate. We're talking to Dr. Stephen Turley. Uh, Dr. Stephen Turley, Turley Talks, the YouTube channel. Follow him on Twitter as well. We likewise are on all social media that matters. You can follow us. Make sure you never miss anything we have to give to you, whether it is on True Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us, get the Salem News app, or you can go to SalemNewsChannel.com. And for my unique content, the latest articles are up there right now. It's my Substack, SebastianGorka.substack.com. My whole name in one word, SebastianGorka.substack.com. Make sure that you are signed up so you always get that which the left does not want you to know about. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest and coolest pillow you'll ever own for my exclusive listeners that my pillow 2.0 has a buy one get one free offer with promo code gorka my pillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100 made in the usa and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee just go to mypillow.com click on the radio list of square for the buy one get one free offer enter promo code gorka or call 800-829-8468 that's code g-o-r-k-a go today right so let's start knocking off some more of these questions there's so many more to go um oh very quickly if you can uh, i don't you know it can be a yes or no but when it comes to the recrudescence and the rebuilding of our civilization are you satisfied with the work being done by the christian churches uh, oh no i had to be honest at this point no it's it, they're not quite up to the task. Look, for, for how long now? About 100 years? Not even. Uh, but the, the church has been so radically privatized with secularization. And, you know, we used to be—just think of medieval architecture. The church was always the most prominent building in the, in the most glorious city imaginable here. And I'm talking to someone from Hungary, uh, one of the most beautiful cities on the planet. Um, whereas you, you look at urban planning today— Churches don't even appear, and if they are there, they're in the place of consumption next to pizza huts and dry yeah. dry cleaners. Yeah, and that that so no, they're going to have to step up to the plate. I think the good news is they they are and they will. Uh, the the Christian patriots that are rising up, especially as part of the the nationalist the new nationalist movement that I write about, uh, the MAGA movement, America First. But they're they're. You know, I, I got to know very well Doug Mastriano. I'm just uh, I'm not too far away from Pennsylvania. Doug is an amazing guy. Um, there's so many, you know, Carrie Lake, you name it. They're, these are real Christians who recognize that we're all about preserving and, and prospering true civilization. And um, But pastors have to catch up to that. That's what I've noticed. Now, when we look at the state of, you said we've, been here before, and, and we've recovered from this before. However, here's my question for the historic context. We've had dissolute and Lucian and pervert elites um, before, but have we ever been run by people who aren't just perverted and dissolute, but who actually hate their own civilization because this is the peculiar situation we're living in that you know the left today whether it's the democrats or the labor party or what have you you know or trudeau in in canada they detest their own civilization now the romans may have been throwing around you know having orgies and what have you but did they actually detest their own civilization i'm not so sure so do you think that could make the challenge even harder dr t yeah, it, absolutely. Um, again, I'm looking, uh, but as as uh, as correspondence to them, looking at the the Soviets and how they ravaged Tsarist Russia, or you look at how, what the Nazis did to traditionalist Europe and 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's horrific stuff. And 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 the amount of damage that they can cause goes beyond human sensibility. But the Third Reich loved what they were building. The Soviets, right, right, you know, right, worshipped right. the state. Here we have right. people like Obama saying we're going to fundamentally transform. Well, you don't fundamentally transform anything that you love. So right. isn't the challenge unique that the, our, our adversaries have the power, but they detest right. that which over they have power? Right, right. It is so bizarre. I agree a thousand percent. That's what's creating this massive gap between the, the values, interests and concerns of the people versus the values, interests, concerns of this elite permanent political class. But no, again, I, I still stand on it in the sense that I think the Soviets hated traditionalist society um, in the way and they hated uh, the, the nationalisms and the populisms of the people, ironically, if you think that one through, they hated that as much as our elites who are now cultural Marxists hate us. Uh, they wanted to replace the church. They want to get rid of traditionalist society. They want to get rid of, I mean, they were even, you know, I mean, especially like with Nazis, I mean, they were experimenting with all kinds of strange uh, lifestyle values and so on. So I, I, I do think why, like, and you look at Mao and you look at, you know, them, dressing human men and women in the same clothes with the yeah. same haircuts to create this unisex sort of Orwellian society. I mean, you know, it's been pretty bad. We've seen it. And yet what's happening? Ironically, now China is more Confucian than it's been probably in 300 years. So it's this fascinating sort of backlash of tradition that keeps coming back. And, uh, and the more they try to squelch it sort of again using sort of a biblical metaphor it's sort of like romans one the more they try to they try to suppress the truth the more the truth you know, explodes it's very much like the cross destroying truth himself and then the resurrection demonstrating true love can never be destroyed wow we're talking to dr Stephen turley follow him on youtube uh, turley talks the books are the return of christendom beauty matters and the new nationalism. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First One-on-One, -on -one. coming to you from just outside the insalubrious, fetid, rank, malodorous, noisome swamp that is Washington, D.C., from the ReliefFactor.com studios. Relief Factor, pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans right now. People like me, but not just me. People like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Actor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief, only to get better and better. I'm a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you, but there's only one way to find out, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me leah and 500,000 of your fellow americans 800-583-84 relieffactor.com that's 800-583-84 relieffactor.com relieffactor.com uh dr t there's a exercise it's actually now a function inside the military it's actually uh, there are several posts where a commander has to have an individual who's specialized in this activity it's called red teaming where uh, the officer has to try and think like the enemy whether it's russia mm -hmm. whether it's isis or what have you to help inform the commander as to what to expect on the battlefield from the other side let's do a little bit of red teaming with regards to the um postmodern deconstructionist left the globalists whichever label you, you you prefer i am of the following contention i have yet to find somebody who can counter it that whilst they have done inordinate deep tissue damage to everything that we hold sacred today i don't see any heavyweight serious thinkers driving the left yes there's you know, mm -hmm. the Karl Popperian acolyte with his billions of George Soros. But, I mean, <laughs> the latest video you saw of him, I mean, he's more decrepit than Emperor Palpatine, okay? So, uh, yes, there's Karl Schwab. But Karl Schwab, I mean, every utterance out of his thing, his mouth is like some 
second-rate villain from a James Bond knockoff. This isn't, you know, th- this isn't the the Lenin or the Trotsky or the Gramsci of the past. This isn't even uh, the, the the Frankfurt School. This isn't the the likes of Alinsky or others. So, for me, we're, we're in this. I, tell me if I'm wrong. I see academics in the background with their critical race theory here and there doing stuff but the left is it's kind of functioning on rote it's just Mm -hmm. it's following the playbook written for them 50 60 years ago but i'm not impressed Uh, you know their arrogance is shocking but i'm not impressed with the the intellectual fortitude which makes me a little bit more uh positive am i am i am i being too pollyannish no, I think you're exactly right. I think we are. I think we all see it. We're all looking at each other, saying, "How do these guys get into power? This is crazy." I mean, look, look who's leading them all yeah. right now. You right. know, and, I mean, my oh my, talk about a symbol of a dying worldview. It's very interesting um, because I don't know if it's related, but we do have. There are. I've noticed a growing body of uh, of, of studies that recognize that multiculturalism by its nature, and I'm not talking about a polyethnic society, 90% of our states are polyethnic. I'm talking about multicultural, you know, this kind of cultural Marxist sort of, you know, we're going to beat up and bash the dominant culture and then celebrate the ethnocentrality of all the so-called minority cultures. There's a growing body of studies that show that it really does erode social trust. Uh, there's a really interesting study from Sweden that came out. It's, a, it's an official study. It's an actual government study. And they looked at levels of social trust. How much do I trust my, uh, institu- my political institutions and my neighbors? So it's both kind of vertical and horizontal. And they looked at attitudes between the years 2014 and 2017. So you'll know, obviously, what happened in 2015, which is, so they were looking at attitudes of social trust before and after the refugee crisis of 2015, when Sweden received per capita the most amount of refugees. And the study found that the confidence and faith that Swedes had in their nation and their fellow neighbor, you name it, dropped in 60 percent of their municipalities in actually I'll stat here in 20 of 33 municipalities the confidence level dropped between 2014 and 2017. And the study found a very clear converse relationship in that the more the refugees in a particular municipality, the lower the trust. Right. So if you think about it, if you, you know, what is, what is wokeness? What it, all it is when all said and done, it, it's, it's a radically left-wing reaction to this overall declining social trust in in liberalism, in the reigning liberal paradigm that starts after World War II, that ends up going on a world tour after the fall of the Soviet Union in 1991 and ushering in the liberal international order and our endless wars and all that kind of stuff that uh, number 45 was so hell-bent on dismantling. This is a left-wing reaction to that. It's It's and and what they're ending up doing now and rejecting the whole liberal order as racist and sexist and awful, throwing us in, of course, in all of that, what they're doing is they're just promoting hate. You've brought this up, which I think is brilliant. They're just promoting hate and hate by its nature is parasitic. It doesn't create. Yeah. It doesn't produce. And so so in the end, this imploding social trust that's killing the system as a whole, the liberal, globalist, secular system as a whole, is manifesting itself in this radically woke reaction. And the radically woke reaction is, it, it, to its very core, pure hate. It, it wants to destroy. It, it wants to revile. And that doesn't build. It, again, it, it only ends up um, decimating the real building is actually happening on the right. The reawakening of social trust through America first nationalism. That's what we're finding is that uh, cultures that embrace civic nationalism tend to have very strong social trust. Just look at what you know, Viktor Orban's doing or Andre Duda in, in Poland or, or now Georgia Maloney in, in Italy, um, uh, Modi in India. Uh, I mean, uh, BB Netanyahu is back for what the fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth time. B- 
because because the social trust that nationalist civic populism is able to embody is just undeniable. You combine that then with the high degree of fertility rates of the more conservative religionists, then inevitably you get something akin to a, to a Christian nationalism, MAGA first, America first uh, paradigm. There's nothing they can really do to stop it. My question is, is it a good thing that they have no brains amongst them, or is it a bad thing that uh, basically they'll end up like zombies, mindless, mindless uh, killers of everything that we, we love? Right. At Dr. Turley Talks on Twitter, Dr. Turley Talks, you've got to find the YouTube channel. Subscribe today. The books are The Return of Christendom, Beauty Matters, and The New Nationalism. I'm Sebastian Walker. This is America First, coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Relief Factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating half a million Americans, me included. I had a low back pain issue that played me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor two weeks later. I was pain-free, and I'm still pain-free more than four years later. But it's not just me. It's people like Reggie from Florida. Here is Reggie's story. I have a lot of pain from aging, and after only four days of using Relief Factor, I'm already experiencing less pain and stiffness. Can't wait to see how I feel in a couple more weeks. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Incredible words. Find out for yourself. There's only one way, but it's super easy. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Reggie, and half a million, 500,000 of your fellow Americans. Call right now, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. That number again, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. That's a wrap on Face Reveal. Oh my gosh, hi, I missed you. You know I have a flair for the dramatics. But it's so good, right? I'm so happy, and it's still me. It's just a little bit softer of a version. And I just hope that all trans and non-binary people can get the gender-affirming resources that they need because this is life-changing and sometimes life-saving. So thank you so much for supporting me. And we've got so much to catch up on. I love you. That's a man called Dylan Mulvaney who was a failed actor, decided that he's a girl and then gets to interview the President of the United States, and that was his recent uh, plastic surgery reveal, still a man. Uh, Here's my biggest concern for you, uh, Dr. Turley. I look at the recent polls on uh, relations between the young genders, between young men and young women, the um, lack of, and and I'm not you know, encouraging sexual, you know, promiscuity, but the fear and the inadequacy and the um, artificiality that uh, the Me Too culture and everything else has generated. There is a a breakdown of the man and woman relationship. On top of that, uh, COVID masking of children is going to create disastrous results in 10, 20 years' time. And then we have the trans phenomena, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the the apotheosis or or the nadir of evil. Um, Can we win? Can the good guys win? If there is such an assault on the youngest in our civilization and such a fear of what should be natural relations between men and women? Yeah, let me let me first uh, absolutely corroborate what you're what you're saying. Uh, You know, if you go back to, say, 1970 and and you look at the the Marxist feminist uh, writers, They were all writing about the imperative of destroying the biological family precisely because they believed and they were right. uh, They believed to train children to have loyalties and fidelities that superseded modern ideologies like cultural Marxism. So they recognized that the biological family was rooted in heterosexual norms. So if you forget uh, eliminating heterosexuality, if you eliminate the sex difference itself, you can in turn break the biological family. That's their their argument. So the end goal of what we just saw, this gender, uh, transgender ideology, is uh, not equality or equity or civil rights or whatever you want to call it. it. The end goal of it all is to overturn the very foundations of civilization, namely the traditional family. So I think you're absolutely right. 
Yeah, the again, the good news in this is uh, demographics is destiny. And um, they're not replacing themselves. People who are moving in this direction. And I know there's some some good some kids from good conservative families that that are, are falling victim to this stuff. I know. And that it's incredibly painful. I've been a teacher in, in classical Christian circles for, for years. So I'll I'll see it here or there. But uh, but fortunately, we have the stats uh, that have been coming in uh, on that. And our kids, if they're being raised in conservative homes and particularly conservative, religious, conservative Christian homes, um, they're retaining their faith upwards about 70 to 80 percent into adulthood. The Amish have been. Yeah, it's really neat. The Amish have been studied on this. Eric Kaufman of the University of London across the pond, of course, and the and the UK system that both Seb and I have uh, benefited from. But. Eric Kaufman has uh, has documented how uh, Amish the rate of retention among Amish because they go through a rumspringa they you know they actually get to choose whether or not they, they, gonna... they get to test the you know the wide wide world and then make a decision. Yeah, yeah, and so about thirty years ago, it it was seventy percent retention. Their retention rates have been going up. The more secular and insane wow. the world gets the more Amish kids are staying. It's about 85% now, according to Kaufman's statistics. But he sees similar things in conservative families in general, around 70, 80%. I've, I've kind of seen it in my teaching career over 20 years. That's a full generation. I've been able to see what the, the young people that I've taught over that time, and I would say the vast majority of them keep their conservatism into adulthood. So the good news is that Liberals have adopted what's called lifestyle values and lifestyle values when all is said and done separate sex from procreation. I mean, this is largely through modern contraception and the like right Right or wrong, good or bad is irrelevant. All we have to know is that liberal lifestyle values necessitate the freedom not to reproduce and they are fulfilling that freedom in spades. We have a number of studies that confirm the fertility differentials between what we just saw, <laughs> right, versus um, the religious uh, conservatives. We have it between conservatives and liberals, and we have it between like atheists and religious. And the fertility differential could not be more uh, night and day. I... Basically, yeah, basically, uh, for every one child, a hardcore liberal is having, and they don't have the 2.1 replacement level. It's imploded, too, since COVID. They've gone down to below This 1%. is what I wanted to say in church on Sunday. My, oh, my. It was like a lot of COVID babies, as far as I'm concerned. A lot, lot of newborn babies wailing in church. Uh, so uh, I think uh, it's it's like the baby boom generation just for That's different right. reasons. And uh, the guys who um, locked us down where we're going to have our revenge on those people when those babies end up being conservatives. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election 
storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right. Uh, one last question for you, uh, Dr. Turley, Steve, my friend. So there was a, was it Deneen? There was somebody who wrote recently a book about how it's done. Uh, they've won for the time being. Oh. We have to escape into the wilderness like monastic communities and just. Oh, yeah. Rod Dreher. Dreher. Uh, sorry, the, not Deneen. Right, right. The Benedict option. The yes, Benedict yes. option. I think yeah. he's reneged on that. I think he's back. He has. Um, <laughs> he's. He's gone back to your old stomping grounds. He's in Hungary now. Right, right. I, I'm not surprised. So this this idea that we remove ourselves from this fallen earth never made sense to me. So you've got three million people listening right now and, and watching, plus all those others as well. What is your message to them as to why you do what you do and why it's all the more important to tie your values to the mast? Otherwise, what's the point, Steve? Absolutely. Oh, that's so that's so beautifully put. Yes, our values and our vocation, right? Yeah. Well, I get it. It's 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 why I take a lot of inspiration from you, Dr. Seb. I mean, when you look at Eastern Europe, you look at um, Soviet uh, Czechoslovakia back in the day um, and you saw people like Václav Havel and Václav Benda and, and, and your father and all these people who could have given up. They could they could have been totally black pilled. They could have despaired. They could have just, uh, you know, uh, hunkered in. One of the most depressing documentaries I ever saw on the Soviet Union was filmed in the uh, late 70s. And it was asking some, you know, babushka woman, you know, was just doing some housework. I think it was a BBC crew. And they asked her, do you hope, do you ever dream? And she just kind of burst out sort of laughing, half-hearted laughing, and said, of course not. Why would I do that? And and it is it can feel so overwhelming at times. No question, because liberalism by its nature uh, hates what we love. But you look at people like Václav uh, Václav Havel, Václav Benda and and uh, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And what they recognized is we have truth on our side. Yeah. And what did Solzhenitsyn said? One word of truth outweighs the world. And as long as we stand up for truth, or like you take a look at someone like Václav Havel, as long as you stand up for truth in building what they called parallel societies back then, a parallel polys, very much like what we're doing today yeah. with our parallel media and so uh, forth, you, you stand up for that, eventually that truth will bring down the false world within 20 years of saying that Václav Havel became the president of the Czech Republic exactly and and just to be very blunt uh, you know that's what we have to be if you don't choose that guess what yes you're not on the side of truth it's that that's simple right. so that's put right. your values to the test and never censor yourself and cleave to the truth. Keep doing what you do, Dr. Stephen Turley. Turley Talks, YouTube, Twitter. I'm Sebastian Gorka. You've been listening to America First one-on-one. God bless every single one of you, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. Fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people...
America First with Sebastian Gorka. Rusted out factories scattered like tombstones across the landscape of our nation. An education system flush with cash, but which leaves our young and beautiful students deprived of all knowledge. And the crime, and the gangs, and the drugs that have stolen too many lives and robbed our country of so much unrealized potential. This American carnage stops right here and stops right now. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. That was the inauguration speech of the 45th President of the United States, for whom I worked in the White House as a deputy strategist. We are honored and delighted to welcome on America First President Trump momentarily, so don't go anywhere. Just a reminder of the situation he inherited after eight years of Obama a man who pledged to fundamentally change this nation, something which you don't do to an object which you love, to a thing that you adore. You only do that to something you detest, something that you wish to mold into something closer resembling your ideological proclivities. What was achieved after those four years in office? Well, here's a reminder from that amazing State of the Union, the one in which Rush Limbaugh was awarded the highest civilian recognition by the president, actually by the first lady. Here we have President Trump's State of the Union. Three years ago, we launched the great American comeback. Tonight, I stand before you to share the incredible results. Jobs are booming. Incomes are soaring. Poverty is plummeting, crime is falling, confidence is surging, and our country is thriving and highly respected again. Simply statements of fact. What do we have now after the 2020 election? Who is the incumbent in the White House? He is a man who's been in politics for nigh on 50 years, 
who, according to his own colleagues and his own superior, President Obama, Secretary Robert Gates, has been on the wrong side, quote, of every issue for 40 years. And as Obama stated, never underestimate, I'll edit here, Joe's capacity to screw things up. Do I need to prove it to you? This is the latest viral clip from the man who replaced President Trump. Cut to. And by the way, you know, I'm not, I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power, you think I'm joking. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. What does that even mean? Is that a racist statement? Is that just done for laughs? Well, if you're not stupid, Joe Biden, explain this to me. In two years, you've taken America from being a safe nation that was more prosperous than it had ever been on any metric, whether it was employment figures, whether it was savings, whether it was GDP growth, to become a nation that has almost double-digit inflation and that is fundamentally unsafe. When we walked into the White House, we pledged to make America great again, and that meant sealing the border. That meant crushing the most dangerous enemy we had at that time, which was, of course, the global jihadi movement of ISIS. Within five months of making that pledge, we had destroyed the physical caliphate of that deadly organization that was killing innocent people every single day, including American nationals being beheaded live on camera. By the end of our four years, despite COVID, we had the lowest unemployment for minorities since record-keeping began. We had the highest employment for females, likewise, in decades. We had also become energy independent. For the first time ever, we were selling more energy than we could use. We weren't beholden to Russian pipelines or cartels like OPEC. And we had managed to crush the activities of the cartels down to a trickle, especially even under COVID, by using the Title 42 powers we had under the pandemic to send fake asylum seekers, economic immigrants, back to where they came from. Since that time, I, I live just outside Washington, D.C. Let me just share with you one anecdote. In the last three days, over this weekend, eight people were murdered in Washington, D.C. Two double homicides on the same day. That's in the nation's capital. How did that occur? How is it that in the largest cities in America, the most powerful nation in the world, you have to think twice? about where you go, when you go, and if you go out after dark. In Chicago, which is having an election today for its mayor, God willing, the people of Chicago will not re-elect her, an average weekend sees 12 people kill, killed in between 50 and 70 shot. That's not a gun problem. That's a Democrat city problem. When you have Soros-funded prosecutors saying, no, the perpetrator is the victim, not the actual victim of the crime, when people are released without bail, people with records going back years and years and years, that's not a problem conservatives created or anyone who ever wore a red MAGA hat. That is ideology out of control, an ideology of anti-Americanism that has captured the Democrat Party, which is no longer the party of your parents and most definitely not your grandparents. The division today is very simple. It is a choice 
irrespective of party, if you wish, between those who love America with all its weaknesses and those who hate America. And I tell you this in the spirit of Rush Limbaugh before we go to President Trump. We will win. We have already won. If you're a Christian, you know we have already won. But we will also win here on earth. Why? Because as we like to say here on America First, our fuel is love. Love of God, love of family, love of nation. And a raid against us is a collective, a dangerous, dangerous collective whose fuel is hate. And that, sooner or later, will devour them. And we will win here on earth as we already have in heaven. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First on the Salem News Channel across the nation. Make sure you never miss a millisecond of what we provide for you every single day for three hours. How do you do that? How do you guarantee that? You go right now to your favorite podcast platform, whatever it be, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Subscribe. It costs you nothing. Leave us a five-star review because it makes a difference and share the links with your friends. Likewise, if you are America First, show that fact with pride. Go to sebgorkastore.com and check out all the Made in America items we provide for you with your input. Do it today, sebgorkastore.com. And lastly, if you've got a question for the president, go to our website, sebgorka.com. Back in a moment. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 